Welcome to the Feminine Mistake Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Nicole, and today I have a cold. So if my voice sounds sexier than usual, don't be alarmed. It's just mucus. On today's Lady Bits, we have a case of mistaken identity, and we get into whether just one of the guys passes the Bechtel test. Oh, you men are all alike. Seven or eight quick ones, and you're off with the boys to boast and brag. You better keep your mouth shut. What hit me right away about this movie is that all the dialogue was totally expositional. It was like, bam, like exposition. And then like the acting was very broad and some of it. Yes. And it was just, it just hit me. That was just like, wow, this like is Rick, not like Rick is terrible. Rick, Rick is a bad actor. Kevin. Ah, I can't. Is a worse is actor. terrible. <laughs> It's just terrible. I can't picture, now that I've watched that movie, I've, you know, I've seen other movies and then gone back to mm-hmm. watch Like, I can't see him as not the lawnmower man. Oh, you're you know right. what he I mean? Wa- like, Wait, no, he was not the lawnmower He was the lawnmower man. man. No. Yes, no, he because was. Rick was. No, that's, no, Rick, no, Jeff Fahey was the lawnmower man. No way, man. I'm Googling Look it up, it look right it up. Now. Jeff Fahey. No way. Um, who was in Lost. No, uh uh-uh. Jeff Fahey, the pilot from Lost, he was in Lawnmower Man. Hold on. Um, God, what was his character's name in Lost? Because Chris and I used to shout his name all the time. Nobody watches Lost here. (gasps) Oh, my God. You are totally right, and I'm an asshole. (laughs) I don't know if that guy did anything after this movie. I don't remember him being in anything else. Holy crap. My whole life. Probably because no oh my God. I've, I have torn, I I've torn the fabric of your universe with this information. Now I have to see. Oh my God. I've thought that they were the same person this whole time. I can time. see the similarities though. I think it's in the eyebrows. Hold on. I have to like look oh, at everything eyebrows. else he's been in. Yeah. He had some gonna... pretty serious eyebrows. Which character? Yeah. Um, Rick. Rick. The man. Um, oh my God. I thought this like for years. <laughs> I'm talking like 25 years. You're like, I feel like I've been betrayed. (laughs) I can no longer trust myself. I can't trust myself. All right. So let's uh, see if um, just one of the guys passes the Bechtel test. So um, really quickly, what are the criteria of the Bechtel test? It has to have two female characters. They have to have names and they have to speak to each other about something other than a man. Right. So those are the three criteria. So does this movie have more than one female character? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, do those, well, and do those characters have names? That's kind of like a sub criteria. Does, mm-hmm. do those two characters have this names? This is an interesting one because she plays a man for most of the movie. So right. does it count? I know I was wondering that. When she talks to a, a, a woman when she's in drag? See, I consider it counting. Otherwise, okay. um, I did wonder but that. But I mean, myself. it still does pass either way. Okay. Um, because at the very top of the movie, when she is sitting there talking to Denise, mm-hmm. they Denise comes over and is like, oh, I have three guys asking me out and they're all terrible. Yeah, but they're talking she's like, about... but I have an article to write. And she's like, what article? And she's like, the article for the Sun Times. Okay. And it okay. All right. So, so that right definitely there. passes yeah. right On there the at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so. And yeah. then it would pass again because of her referring to the eraser on the earring. But I think those are the only two times that they are not discussing. Um, Sandy also talks to her about the, kiss- the kissing fish, I think. Oh, okay. Oh, right. Those are like really tiny, minuscule parts. Yeah. Of the it's movie. not a huge conversation. I think wow. the biggest conversation true, yeah. is um, the conversation that's had about the the art, the contest well she she talked yeah. to she talked to D- denise for quite quite a few scenes yeah. where she's 
a girl and she but what she's doing is flirting with a man so she is still talking about a man in those in those scenes like i try i i have a hard time giving her a break on those because she is talking about rick for most of those scenes it's true with denise they do spend a lot of time talking about rick like even if it's not in a romantic way they're talking about rick or kevin a lot of the time and when when she's asking her out to prom is does that count I guess. But but you can see how this kind of... So that's... So next time you watch a movie... um, Jen was not familiar with the Bechdel test. So next time you watch a movie, ask yourself, does this movie have more than one female character? Uh Do those two women talk to each other? Uh And do they talk to each other about something other than a man? Wow. So that's the criteria for the Bechdel test. It's hard to pass. Yeah. Some... A lot of our movies actually have passed surprisingly, but there was a film we watched a a couple movies ago called The Pajama Game which was a musical featured mostly tons women, of women. Mostly women. women characters did not pass because they never talked directly to each other about something other than a man. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. No, like there are That's so most, and like the films that we, we've watched have passed, but by the skin of their teeth. Like, Some of them, yeah. And, and yeah, the, no, there are yeah. a ton, ton of movies today that don't pass. That's yeah. so crazy. Um, I think the one that, pa- True Beverly Hills was the one that passed the, the, the fastest and yeah, yeah the it best. passed in the opening yeah. credits like as they were like panning over a school yeah yeah like, in the opening shot it passed huh. i think it was 14 seconds something like that i remember writing it down because i was like so shocked that it passed so soon it's like all right we're in for a wild ride guys <laughs> <Trooper> <laughs> <Wild> ride. <laughs> so feminist thanks for joining us for today's lady bits uh, before we get into this week's plugs, I just wanted to share something that I found um, after I edited the podcast. Um, it's an interview with the uh, film's director, Lisa Gutlieb. So as you may remember from the show, Lisa Gutlieb was uh, one of my professors when I went to film school at Columbia College in Chicago. And uh, after I finished editing the podcast, I started to get a little nostalgic and I was wondering what... Uh, what Lisa Gutlieb was up to, and I found this really cool interview um, from 2010 with uh, Iron Carmen on Jezebel uh, about the film Just One of the Guys, and it actually addressed some of the questions that we had while doing the show. So uh, I just wanted to read one passage here in particular. You may remember from the episode that uh, in the scene where Terry reveals her true identity to Rick, uh, there was some discussion of, as to whether or not it was necessary for her to show her bare breasts or not. And there were some people on the side saying, no, it was gratuitous. And some of us were saying, well, you know, I think it was necessary for, um, to really get inside the, the shock of what was going on in, uh, Rick's mind at that moment. And here is what Lisa had to say about that scene. I added the boobage. She says proudly, I went to Joyce who played Terry. And I said, At this pivotal moment, Terry is trying to convince her crush that she's not a gay man. She's a woman in disguise. I said, honestly, I think you got to show him to infuse the scene with the proper drama. Okay, so so the article goes on to say, Gottlieb says the producers were so pleased uh, with this scene in particular uh, that they tried to get Sherilyn Finn to take her shirt off too in the scene in which she's waiting in Buddy's room, which is not a scene that we discussed in the film, but uh, the character Sandy does... Um, come to Terry's home and tries to seduce him there. She takes her shirt off and she's sort of wearing this bustier underneath. And then um, she ends and she does this. Uh, she ends up in Buddy's room. Uh, so anyway, so uh, the producers were uh, suggesting to to 
Lisa Gutlieb that they would like uh, Sherilyn Fed to take her shirt off as well. Uh, but Gutlieb refused to ask Fed to do it because she said it didn't make sense in the story. She also says she was responsible for Fed's character never being punished for her, her assertive sexuality as so many 80s teen characters were. I wanted sex to be non-judgmental and routine and accepted, Gutlieb says, like kids that age at that particular time. Honey, they were busy. They were way fucking busy. So straight from the mouth of Lisa Gutlieb uh, about the the boobage issue. Uh, so that should put that to rest. Uh, so that was definitely a decision uh, made by the director to use that nudity in that scene, but not to use it gratuitously in another scene that was requested by the producers. All right. So uh, that's going to wrap it up for today's show. Uh, be sure to check out what our guest this month, Jed O'Neill Smith, is up to. Uh, she has a ongoing show that she produces called Date Night, a sensual comedy experience. So that's a stand-up and other comedic bits uh, based around dating. It's a very funny show, uh, and it's ongoing. Uh, the most recent one was uh, will have been the day before this podcast comes out. Uh, so there was one that happened recently, but uh, there are frequent Facebook events about it. It's called Date Night. Uh, it's in Atlanta. Check it out. Uh, there will be another one soon. Uh, you can find out more about Date Night and all the other great stuff that Jen is up to. She hosts a lot of comedy shows at town. She herself is a stand-up comedian. She's uh, doing a lot of festivals right now. She's doing a lot of work around town. She's very funny. Uh, so check out what she's up to. You can visit her website, jenodealsmith.com, or you can follow her on Twitter or Facebook at Jen O'Neill Smith. Lastly, I just wanted to take a moment to thank everybody uh, for supporting our Indiegogo campaign. The Critical Crop Top Indiegogo is now over. Uh, we are overwhelmed by the support we received. Uh, we had uh, people sharing the video and liking and donating. And uh, thank you all so much. We're ready to move on to keep making funny stuff for you. More episodes of the Feminine Mistake podcast. Uh, you could go over to our Vimeo channel, uh, Critical Crop Top, and check out some of the videos we've pr been producing. And uh, we've got more coming. There's going to be more coming for you. So thanks, everybody, for your support. Um, and uh, to find out more about us and what we're going to be up to next, visit uh, visit us on Facebook or uh, you can follow us on Twitter. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram. And, of course, you can always check us out at criticalcroptop.com. You can subscribe to this podcast, Feminine Mistake Podcast, on iTunes, on Stitcher, or on SoundCloud. And if you like the show, uh, consider leaving us a review. We'd love to hear from you. So uh, send us your nervous breakdowns, which we will read on the show, or your correspondence to Feminine Mistake Podcast at gmail.com.